Welcome back to Mainly Movies, the podcast where we mainly talk about movies. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, DJ. What's up, DJ? Hey, man. It is time to talk about one of the most ridiculous movies so far this year. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good conversation. A year that has included Alita Battle Angel, mind you. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, I think this one gives it a run for its money, though. Um, yeah, today we are talking about the film... Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, gotta have the full title there because you gotta know that it is a Fast and Furious movie. I mean, I do think that was smart for them to do from a marketing perspective. It is, but yeah, we'll get into it. Um, okay. I think we've discussed this movie mostly in context of the ridiculous trailer that was released uh, in February of this year, a full six months ago. Um, so the hype has been building, question mark, for Hobbs and Shaw for quite a while. Yeah, I don't, hmm, I don't know about that. I do think that, I think it's the second trailer that came out for this movie is legitimately one of my favorite trailers so far this year because the Fast and Furious brand has, in recent installments, become known for its over-the-top and ridiculousness. And this just felt like they were really leaning into it. And, I mean, it's dumb, but I think it's my kind of dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was I was looking forward to it. Okay, I do feel like, yeah, we, we kind of loved how ridiculous the trailer was. I do think the movie comes as advertised. Yes. Yes, there is plenty of ridiculousness in this movie. Yeah, what did you think, DJ? I mean, Were you fully prepared for Hobbs and Shaw? It was ridiculous and dumb, but I was—I honestly had a great time the entire time. Like there were there were parts of this movie where my jaw just dropped for how over the top it was. But it just leans so much into it that it kind of reaches magnificent for me for a little bit. Um, but also, it's been a few days since I've seen this. It. It's just not the type of movie that's going to stick with you at all. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, I can no. feel it seeping out of my memory even now, which is weird. But I do mm -hmm. feel like my experience, like, immediately walking out of the theater, I was like, this was a lot of fun. It, it, didn't, it did not need to be good, but it was fun, if that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, like, what a summer blockbuster movie should be. Yeah. Right? It's just like a popcorn movie. You go, you have a great time. It's stupid. You're not worrying as much about like some universe that you got to keep track of or like the character development necessarily. It's just like we got these dudes, they're action stars, and they're going to like drive some cars, shoot some guns, punch some people. Yeah. Lots of one liners. It's just, yeah, it's everything you would expect from a movie starring The Rock and Jason Statham. Very true. Is this formula hard to do? Because you said that this seems like a typical summer blockbuster, and I would agree with you. But it feels like, besides the Disney and Marvel movies, it feels like the summer has struggled some. 
is this a hard formula to get? Because it doesn't feel like it would be, you know? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And I've kind of been thinking about this. Like, there's so many movies that are just failing now, mm-hmm. it seems like, or just aren't very good. And it seems like the ones that have success fall into, like, certain categories. And I don't know. We're not smart enough to be, like, movie execs, I don't think. But it seems like the formula is pretty obvious for movies that do, like, I would say this and John Wick 3 fall in the same category of just, like, go way over the top. Like, if you're going to do an action movie, have it be as much action as possible. And, yeah, like, don't hold back. Have huge explosions. Just do ridiculous stuff. True. Um, I do think we are going to spend some time comparing this to John Wick 3 just because that is like the most action oriented movie I think we've seen this year. Uh, it's very yes. di- it's very interesting the ways that they approached action. Because in some ways I do think that this movie Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, I do think that it is not at its worst, but I feel like it fires on all cylinders when it's being comedic. And I feel like some mm-hmm. of the action is kind of just, like, tacked on, if that makes sense. Like, I never felt in danger that The Rock or Jason Statham were going to die or anything like that. Especially The Rock, because he's just well, bigger than everyone. <laughs> he's so big. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, so I'm going to insert a little fun fact here. Did you oh. know the director of this movie co-directed the first John Wick? No. Um, he also directed Atomic Blonde, which was like female John Wick, and okay. then Deadpool 2 last year. Okay, so I he's feel on, like I did see that he did Deadpool 2. Interesting. He's on a bit of a hot streak, but I think the John Wick piece kind of speaks some to just the attitude of this movie, I guess. The attitude, um, yes. The quality of the cinematography, yes. I, no. <laughs> but that's that's not what you expect from a Fast and Furious movie, right? That That's true. I'm just saying that we're making a lot of comparisons to John Wick, and I do want that to be a big, bold line between the way that we are analyzing this yes, versus John and, Wick. Uh, don't get me wrong. I enjoy John Wick much more than this movie. I, I, I just, we need to get some of these things out in the open before yeah. people think that we... That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked this movie. I, it was too stupid to fall into, like, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, should we run through what the plot of this movie is? I just, no. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I think, um, okay, I mean, the plot of the movie is there's two superheroes, basically. (laughs) You laugh, but it's The Rock and Jason Statham. They're basically two superheroes, and they have to team up in order to defeat a supervillain, which is Idris Elba. Who, one of his first lines is just saying, who are you? And he responds, bad guy. And, yes, <laughs> very straightforward. I mean, yes, this film is very direct. Um, but at the same time, like, the underlying plot is a little convoluted. So the the plot of this movie kind of centers around, uh, okay, so you got Hobbs, which is The Rock. You got Shaw, which is Jason Statham. And Shaw's sister 
is Hattie. And she is some, like, is it CIA operative? I don't know. Uh, trying MI6. to recover a... MI6, you're right. Yeah, they're British. And she's trying to, like, recover a virus, but then Idris Elba attacks, so she has to inject it into herself. And basically the rest of the movie is she is, like, the host of this virus. And so both sides are trying to, like, capture her and extract the virus so that they can either prevent it from spreading or spread it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that, like... The basic plot of the movie. Yeah, that that's good. Okay, but the villain is Idris Elba, and he has some sort of, like, cyborg implant. I never fully understood what his actual powers are. Aaron, he tells you very quickly. He says, and I quote, I'm Black Superman. Okay. Sure. Yep. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does. So I guess I should just oh, fill in the blanks and they have a lot of fun with that. Um But yeah, like I I had trouble telling if it's like his like suit that he's wearing that's like giving him some of his powers. He's obviously got something like inside of him that's like making him stronger. I think you're already analyzing this movie too much. But that's, yeah, that's why, like, I need to be able to analyze it a little bit and it to hold up. I couldn't analyze this one at all. Yeah, that's, I think that's the beauty of it. (laughs) I know. It's just, you have to completely power down your brain. Just, like, switch it completely off and just go for the ride. And I want to be able to do that. I think my brain is just, like, slightly powered on and... That's what... Aaron, you knew what this movie was when you I know you what it was. I know what it was. That's just... That's a me problem and not a Hobbs and Shaw problem. <laughs> it might also be a Hobbs and Shaw problem, to be fair. Yes. I guess it... I guess it... It's that I'm aware of the Hobbs and Shaw problems. Yeah. Um, But yet, like, at the beginning of the movie, uh, what's his name? Brixton, which is Idris Elba's character, like, holds his hand in front of his face to, like, block bullets. Yeah. And, like, I still is his hand, like, bulletproof? Or is it, like, the glove he was wearing? I think he's all bulletproof, and that's just an just instinctual like his, thing you would do if someone was shooting like at you. His, like, skin is bulletproof? Yeah. He, Aaron, once again, he's Black Superman. Sure, sure. I just want to establish that. It's his skin. I don't yeah. know. I. <laughs> okay, okay. Um... And I'm not even going to get into, like, why he exists um, or what the motivations are. I know they, like, talk about it a little bit. but Aaron, I... he says, bad guy. I just, I don't understand <laughs> what you want from Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. I want to know what the motivation of the villain is. He said bad guy. <laughs> it's not a motivation, DJ, and you know it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I want to hit. Okay. So there's some. Let's see. Towards the beginning of the movie, we get this like split screen introduction of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Just as they're both morning just, in like, their lives. Yeah. Just like making like egg shakes for breakfast and like lifting weights. And Does the rock at some point just eat coffee grounds? 
with a spoon? <laughs> he probably does. I think that he, happens. He probably does. I know he was doing curls in front of a giant American flag, and I was like, sure. <laughs> um, my question for you here is... Um, could this could this movie have existed and done just about as well without being connected to the Fast and Furious franchise at all? Do because this is like our introduction to the characters, and I like they don't really tie them at all to like their previous. Like we don't get a whole lot of like Hobbs is this cop and he's done these things with the Fast and Furious gang. And we don't get a lot of, like, Shaw is this villain, and, like, he almost destroyed everyone. We kind of just get, like, these are just two dudes that can do whatever they want. Yeah, but I think part of what we're saying, like, the reason we were able to just kick back and enjoy this, at least somewhat, is because we didn't have to deal with a franchise baggage of picking up where we last saw them or understanding their characters from that different perspective. I think that that is an interesting approach, but I... I just don't think this movie cares to do that, and I think that was kind of the right way to handle these characters. I mean, I personally am not like a a huge fan of the Fast and Furious franchise just because I haven't seen the majority of the movies. So I was fine with this being their introduction. I think it perfectly establishes how ridiculous this movie is going to be and how ridiculous these characters are going to be. But from a marketing perspective, yeah, they did have to tie it back to Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I just feel like this movie almost could have just been the same movie. And you cut out about, like, two full minutes of material, and there's no ties to Fast and Furious at all. I agree. I think that's on purpose, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and they definitely have opportunities to tie it in more than they do. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, they're going about their lives. We now have this mission to, like, retrieve Hattie, who's the virus, like, on the run before Brixton gets to her. Mm-hmm. We get some cameos in this movie, DJ. We get some fantastic cameos. Cameos that I'm frankly surprised that the marketing team did not ruin by showing them in trailers. They obviously buried it. Like, this was intentionally done. I'm glad they did. I think that is an excellent way to do cameos. It's fantastic. Yes, especially for the people we got. So, uh, Hobbs is at, like, breakfast with his daughter, and up walks Ryan Reynolds. Just out of nowhere. My entire theater, pretty much everyone out loud was just like, Ryan Reynolds? Yes. <laughs> yes. And like, I immediately was like, I got to check the IMDb page. You have to scroll all the way to the bottom of the cast listing past like the second and third like stunt doubles mm-hmm. to get to like Ryan Reynolds and then these other cameos that we have. So they like intentionally push these things down so that it would be a jaw-dropping moment when Ryan Reynolds shows up. Yes. And he's really just like Ryan Reynolds, the CIA agent, or whatever. Yeah. This is a fantastic cameo. He's there for a perfect amount of time. He's very funny with everything he delivers. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. This is great. I agree. Um, Shaw also gets a cameo of the guy that's his like agent. I don't know this guy as well. Uh, Rob Delaney. Yeah. Uh, he was Peter in Deadpool 2. Yeah, I I like looked that up later and I was like, oh, okay. But not like instantly recognized as that. No, no. I, I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I was just like, oh, so Ryan Reynolds and then this other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great part of the movie, though. Yeah. Let's see, what happens next, DJ? I am kind of running through the plot here. Yeah, but I get it's that. just to get to the most ridiculous moments. Uh, we get Hobbs and Shaw seeing each other for the first time, um, and they basically yes. just swap insults for a couple minutes. How, okay, this happens like three or four times in the movie where there's literally nothing happening. It is just a freeze frame on the other person's face, and yes. they're just giving it to him. <laughs> yeah, I. It was like fun for a little bit. This kind of got hammy for me after a while i love the ham this is okay. what we're here for i was fine i with know it. it's just like is this a movie or is <laughs> this like a wwe like pre-fight like smack talk thing entertaining either way though i guess i guess it was just like oh so this is what we're doing now mm-hmm. yeah so they insult each other for a while i guess this is after they've uh is this after they've got hattie no, this, uh, is this is before. See, this movie will not stick with you. <laughs> yeah, no, not not really. So they like exchange insults and then somehow get a plan. I don't really understand the plan, but uh, Shaw is going to go to Hattie's house, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Hobbs is just going to find her, which is apparently really easy to do. He's a smart man. Sure. Um, there's then a... Hattie versus Hobbs fight. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I mean, it's not like she wins. I don't I know, I know, I know. But she, like, gets him in a couple, like, chokeholds, and he just kind of, like, looks at her and, like, rolls his eyes and then, like, picks her up and, like, throws her somewhere. I mean, she she lands some blows on him. It's not like he's literally at, Superman. At one, point, at one point in this fight, she takes a glass bottle and smashes it on his face. And he gets a very small bruise and a little scratch. And I was so, like, I mean, what? He can be injured somewhat. He <laughs> is a superhero. He just is. Like, that's not how, like, people respond to a, a glass bottle being smashed in their face. It, that's how The Rock responds. Um, it, I don't know. Like, I, I was fine with it. I, I'm glad that they gave uh, Vanessa Kirby, like, some agency as this character like she's very competent she's very capable we see her in several fight scenes and i think they're all you know within the scope of the movie so i was glad she didn't just like get one two punched by the rock or something that would have been pretty sad so yeah i'm glad that she was able to like i don't know show that she was formidable because she is supposed to be like top of her um agency or whatever so i don't know i just like vanessa kirby and it was nice to see her doing more than like in mission impossible fallout last year that's what I was going to say. They sell her well, and I think it helps that she had a little bit of, like, action background last year doing Mission Impossible, because it kind of feels like that role could almost just kind of roll right into this one. It does kind of. Yeah, it felt like she could have done more there, so I'm glad she got the opportunity to do more here. Yeah. And is her hair naturally that color of blonde? I don't think it is. Surely, Surely not, right? not. Surely not. Yeah. So... Yeah, it just like looks like the same character, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. It wasn't that I was like unconvinced that she was like tough or whatever. It was just like against the rock, she was so small. Yeah, I mean, they have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Shaw has like a whole army of people in this house, and he just like takes them down. Yeah, that was a scene I could have done without. Again, I think 
despite the fact that one of the directors from John Wick was on this, I think some of this action is kind of just like, can it end already? Because I know nothing significant is going to happen. Like, I'm probably not going to see any, like, anything particularly cool about this fight. It's just going to be like, uh, what can I grab to hit you over the head with this time? Yeah. With the good guy ending up unscathed. And that gets tiring pretty quickly, honestly. And I wonder, I think one of the guys attacking in there, and I want to check, yes, one of the henchmen attacking him in this room was one of the main henchmen in John Wick, and I, like, recognized him as, like, a John Wick henchman. (laughs) Disposable henchman number three. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was one of the, like, main guys that he fought in the club in the first one. Oh, okay. I think it's the one where they, like, both shot each other in the bulletproof vest. Yeah, I don't know. I've watched John Wick too many times. Um, yeah, so they do that. They take Hattie back to some building uh, where she's like slowly escaping. What did you think of the Hobbs Hattie romance arc? Uh, I wish they would have subverted it and gone without it. I think that they do a decent job. Like on the plane, uh, The Rock has some line about how this isn't like the '40s and that she can have, you know, the agency to like whoever she wants to like, which. Honestly, I know this movie is stupid, but I I do think that that is something to be said, that they're just like, "Eh, let's not just make her like eye candy or whatever. They gave her some agency. They gave her smarts. They show her kicking butt as well. So it it felt necessary that they were just like, oh, and she's not just going to be here as like a a plus one to the rock or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, they do have that kiss later on, but and they kind of joke about it. I don't know. I thought it was fine because I... I don't think that they are trying to sell it as like they're going to be a couple later on. I was just like, these are two attractive people who are somewhat attracted to each other. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's like a whole lot of chemistry there. Yeah, I saw that. And I don't know if I quite agree with that just because I think The Rock has chemistry with everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just like the charm of The Rock, though. I have trouble picturing like who the correct, like, romantic match for The Rock should be, just because he, like, doesn't look like a human being. (laughs) He looks like, I don't know, he's just so ridiculously large that it's like, I I just don't know what, like, the right person next to him would be. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, I I thought that their flirtations, I I thought it was, I thought it was fine. It didn't didn't rub me the wrong way. I think it could have, but I thought it was alright. Yeah. So Shaw shows up just in time for uh, Idris Elba to break through the glass. Can we talk about how much glass was broken in this movie? It makes for cool shots, I guess. <laughs> there are so many glass breaks. Mm-hmm. The glass breaks here, it breaks when they're falling from the building. When they're like driving that car around the plant later, they break a bunch of glass. Mm-hmm. There's just constantly glass being broken. Yeah. Idris Elba goes through the glass of that bus. Yeah. I think it's it must be because the director has some tie to, like, stunt whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so we've got the, like, running down the building scene here. Absolutely which, ridiculous. The The Rock jumps off and is holding this rope, and his hands would have died. Yes. And then just lets go, starts tackling people. And yeah, towards the end, just he falls lets on go top again. of people. <laughs> Which I can only imagine, terminal velocity, the rock <laughs> hitting you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just like he like 
looks down the side of the building and thinks like, oh, I was in Skyscraper. I can do this. And just jumps. Like, what person in their right mind is like, oh, I'll just hold on to this rope and run down the side of a building and maybe just fall when I need to. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. And then towards like, the very he end, he, like, tackles. Huh? Yeah. When has he had time to, like, train to do, like, repelling or whatever that is? Who knows? I don't know. But, yeah, he just jumps and just tackles Idris Elba, like, midair and just, like, his plan, I guess, is just to fall on top of him. Yeah, they just land through, they, like, break through this glass barrier and land on a car and then everybody's fine. Because yeah. this movie does not care about physics. One yeah, of my Brixton. favorite things later on is uh, when uh, Hobbs and Shaw jump off of a plane. They pull their parachutes like 15 feet away from the ground. <laughs> they, they parachute so quick. Inside it is of, so like, fast. Inside of a reactor, too. Oh, my like, god! I don't know if like you can just do it like that. Yeah, that was another time where I'm like, are they, like, trained to do this? <laughs> Just, like, eject themselves from a plane and parachute into a... Like, that's a pretty complicated maneuver. And they just do it in, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're, like, joking at each other on the way down. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, they land on top of a car after falling out of a building. And, like, Brixton's superhuman. He's Black Superman. And The Rock just doesn't even have an excuse. He's just like, I'm The Rock. (sighs) Craziness. Um, We then get, like, our first glimpse of, like, oh, maybe this is tied to Fast and Furious, because we get an actual car chase. Um, Yeah. I don't think this car chase was very riveting. There was the, like, going under the semi thing. I do feel like we saw a lot of the greatest parts, like, action parts of this movie in the trailer, which is maybe why the action didn't feel as great. I don't, it's partially that, but also, I don't think this car chase works because we just know nothing is going to happen to these people. There are no stakes at all. We, like, know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Basically. It's like, like, they're going to, like, get the virus out of her in the nick of time. They're going to, like, defeat the villain by working together and overcoming their differences at the last moment. And they'll save the world from some pending doom. Yeah, that's why the comedy bits work so well. Because mm-hmm. you can't really predict some clever writing to a certain degree. But as far as the action set pieces, we pretty much know what is going to happen. So I, I think that's really the the issue there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still, like, Rickson going through, like, this double-decker bus is still kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about how his motorcycle is basically a Transformer? Yeah. Um, in the next scene when they're at the reactor, he, like, falls off of it, and then he, like, just sticks his leg out, mm-hmm. and the motorcycle, like, adapts to it, yeah. And like picks him up off the ground. And yeah. I was like, hold on. What year was this film made? Like what year are we set in here? Because that technology is decades away from being possible. Are you sure though? Uh, yeah. I mean like the superhuman technology is very relevant and like is very close to being a reality. But the Transformer motorcycle is where I draw the line. That's where you draw it. Gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, craziness all around. Um, hmm, what happens next? I don't. I honestly don't remember what happens next. There's like a professor that they find. Yeah, he's useless. Uh, yeah, he. I didn't care about the center part of the movie. 
Um, they go to the Moscow plant. Let's get to that part. Yeah, basically, Isa Gonzalez is there for a hot, like, two minutes just to, I guess, up the attractiveness of the movie somewhat because she doesn't really do anything. I honestly forgot that she was, yeah. she. I, it's a very small role. Like, I... <laughs> Like, barely above, like, Ryan Reynolds. Barely. Yeah, so. Um, that, hmm. uh. Oh, she was also in Alita Battle Angel. She was, yes. I There's think our she, tie. There's our does. tie between the two action movie events of the year. Do we need, okay. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, we gotta talk about our second surprise cameo. Oh, yes, on the plane over. Um, they're arguing on the plane, Hobbs and Shaw, like they do. And I'm kind of like rolling my eyes at this point. Like, okay, it's another one of these scenes. And then Kevin Hart jumps out of nowhere. And it's fantastic. Again, my entire theater was just like, what, Kevin Hart? <laughs> like, Kevin Hart? What is he doing here? It, like, it's such a a nice surprise, honestly. It hmm. is. It is. It's well done. Um, yeah, I think Kevin Hart is fantastic here. I really do. It's a, a perfect dose of Hart. It really is. It really is. He's yeah. He's doing his own little thing as this like flight marshal that wants a bigger role than he has, mm -hmm. and he's very willing to help. Yeah, it was great. DJ, can I ask you what one cameo in the year twenty nineteen was missing from this movie? If there was one more person to show up. I don't know. I feel like there's a correct answer. I think the correct answer is Keanu Reeves. No, he, he can't be everywhere, right? You're you're mostly right. Okay. I bring this up because I thought like, oh, what if Keanu Reeves had been in this movie? And I don't know, I googled it or something. It turns out he was in talks to appear in this movie. As what? Um, he was in talks before the script was written and in post-production because he's, like, obviously has a connection to the director yeah. from, uh, John Wick. People think, and I guess we'll get into our theories of, uh, who the mysterious computer voice is. People think that he would have been the person behind the voice. Okay. Um, so there is still some chance of him appearing in another Fast and Furious movie. But I, I'm glad they didn't, because that would have been a little too much for this movie, I think. Yeah, I don't know if I would have liked that, because we've poked some fun talking about the audaciousness of Hobbs and Shaw and John Wick, but I don't know, if I was Keanu, I would want to keep the record clear that... <laughs> that the movies I'm making are quality. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if that's even true, though. I'm just talking about, like, as far as, like, action movie personas. I think that it would be very easy for the average moviegoer to be like, oh, Hobson Shaw and John Wick 3 are equal parts ridiculous, not understanding that, one, you can tell that there's, like, attention to detail and some actual thought yeah. going into set pieces and things. Yeah. No offense to Hobson Shaw, but it is not doing that nor do i think it wants to so I, I i don't know i just feel like you know some suburban mom looking at movie posters would be confused <laughs> yeah um okay so we're at this we're at this uh factory place uh is this where they go by they go through the side-by-side -side rooms 
Yeah. Which we've seen, like, basically this entire scene from the trailer. Yeah, and this was fun. Yeah. Again, did not care for the action because, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and they seem to just, like, keep giving, like, the rock fights big, like, strong men. And then Jason Statham takes on, like, a small army. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess they just want to give Jason Statham a little room to, like, show off what he can do. Since he's not going to, like, intimidate someone with his size. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this was fine. And then they get through the door and they're immediately tased. I don't really understand this next scene. I don't think we need to discuss it. It's not fun. It relates to the plot, which is garbage. I don't know. It went on very long. It goes on a little too long. They could have cut this down. We know they're not going to die. It's fine. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw are strapped to car batteries with chains and Brixton is trying to get them to turn, and they do a lot of, like, getting zapped by the chains connected to the batteries, and after about the fifth time getting zapped, it gets pretty old. Um, But it's a diversion so that Hattie can rescue them, and they escape in cars, and somehow the whole plant starts exploding. I'm not sure what started that, but they planted a bomb. starts exploding. One oh, bomb, okay. but yeah, you're right. <laughs> they did I had that. forgotten they did that. I mean, is there anything interesting in the set piece? Just to, I don't really. I mean, I guess yeah. I I don't think so. Like thing, uh, giant things fall, but it's all CGI. I think the Rock's vehicle just burst through like a concrete room at some point. He's sure. not moving that quickly, but it just it falls down like paper mache. This because movie does not care Rock's about physics. Vehicles immediately take on the properties of the rock. Oh, that's one of his superpowers. You're saying yes, yes. Ah. And this is where he di- he says, "Oh, he is Black Superman." Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which, by the way, then... I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, uh, they get into a punch fight on the back of some like truck. Yeah, this... it's like clear that they're outmatched, and then like uh, the entire like reactor falls on top of uh, Brixton, which he's fine, but it knocks him off the truck. Yeah, and that's basically this this scene. I like how on Wikipedia it lists it lists Idris Elba's character as Brixton Lower slash Black Superman. <laughs> does it really? It does. Like that's his like. Villain name? Yes. Oh wow! I love You're it. Right, that's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, here's where we get a scene where they talk about family for a while. Yeah. And this was another part where I'm like, okay, gotta throw a little Fast and Furious here. Let's crack open some Coronas and talk about family. I do think it felt somewhat more organic than like the Fast and Furious Eight sort of family premise. Yeah, then Vin Diesel gathering everyone around the table and saying to family. Yeah, roughly grunting the word family. Yeah, family. Yeah, that happens. When I guess it does make sense because then they go to Hobbs's family in Samoa. Yeah. I guess is where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just has like an army of brothers and he has betrayed them all by leaving. Yeah, so they've got to like settle some differences the rock gets it gets punched. settled fairly quickly. It doesn't yeah. really matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of anything. So they like fix up some device that like gets the virus out of Hattie, and it's like, oh, big surprise! We found a way to 
do this. Um, and they just start preparing for, like, a battle because somehow they know that, like, Brixton will find them on this island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they at one point, like, Hobbs, like, throws open these doors and there's just a giant garage where they're all fixing up cars. It's like, yeah, that's their really business be- now. I guess, but, like, I started thinking about, like, the logistics of, like, Dang it, Aaron! Running I just, a why? fancy car business out of the Samoan Islands. And I'm like, that just doesn't seem like a great way to do things. But you gotta have a garage with lots of cars in it. You do. That's it's gotta a be prerequisite. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so they get ready for this battle. Um, we get the Haka scene where both sides confront each other. That was fun. I I like the callbacks to, uh, you know, the Rock's heritage. I I don't know. I think that was a cool way to kind of implement uh, some real world stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, both both sides just run at each other and like tackle each other. Basically. They cut away to a helicopter and suddenly it's morning. Yes. I was so confused. I was like, have they been battling for hours? They attacked at dawn, so you knew it was the sun was coming up. I guess, I guess, but it happened so fast. The cut (laughs) happened so fast, and it's like blinding daylight out. Honestly, though, like like, we complain about not being able to see some things in movies, I was fine that I could see. (laughs) It was just like they turned on the lights, and now it's day, and they're still punching each other in the face. Yes, because that's what you do. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, movie. And I know I know what we're building up to here, so I'm getting pretty excited. The Rock, I, I guess they capture Hattie, Brixton captures Hattie in the helicopter. Shaw immediately jumps in a truck. The Rock jumps on the back and for some reason... Puts, puts on, on a, a shirt? shirt. <laughs> yeah. Why did that happen? I don't know why he like went shirtless for like the fist fight, but then like... When he's going to lasso a helicopter, he's got to have his shirt on. Yeah, I don't know if it was just easier to, like, uh, CG stuff with a shirt. I don't know. I I definitely noticed it, though. (laughs) There was just, like, a a scene of him putting his shirt on on the back of the truck. And Mm -hmm. I was like, like, but hmm. I mean, I guess to be fair, we would probably be complaining worse if all of a sudden he just had a shirt on. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it's good we see it. Like if it was just night and then suddenly it was day, that'd be crazy. (laughs) Um, It was dawn. Give him a break. (laughs) He could have at least put on like a cowboy hat if he was going to like lasso this helicopter out of the sky. That wouldn't have been too much for you? It would. I No. In this movie, I don't think anything would be too much. Okay. Uh... Yeah, so he does just that. He throws a chain and grabs a helicopter, but this one truck is not enough to hold the helicopter, especially when Brixton throws his pilot out the side of the helicopter and decides to fly it himself, Mm -hmm. because apparently he can fly it stronger. I believe that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah, because flying helicopters is about brute strength. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, so we then get the band of Samoan brothers creating this daisy chain of, uh, tow trucks just latching onto each other. Because they were prepared for this somehow. Yes, this was part of the plan. Yes. They connect one after the other and everyone's like, all right, every time they like get it. And it's like, is this the plan? This is what we're doing? Like everyone knows? (laughs) 
And, okay, so here's where we get them swinging off the side of a cliff with, like, three of the trucks off the side and one just barely with its wheels on the ground. This is when my jaw dropped. Because yes, it's the peak <laughs> ridiculousness. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is Alita Battle Angel level of just, what are we doing? And Man, this the series used to be about on... DVD players or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Look how I far we've come. Really, though. And then uh, we do get a nice little Fast and Furious bit where we've got to all use our nitrous oh, one yeah. at a time. Got to hit that And NOS. so we get a whole series of NOS being blasted, people getting thrown back in their seats one after the other. Uh, and that's how we get the helicopter back onto like safer ground. Mm-hmm. Um, things just start exploding. For some reason, there's a bunch of like cars in pursuit. They planted some barrels, I think. Yeah, I I didn't. Things just were blowing up. No man's land. They sure. once again they planned for this. Yeah, which don't know how. Yeah, wouldn't it have been a shame if like they had this plan like to do all these tow truck hookups and use the no man's land, and then they just like won the fight. <laughs> Yeah, would have been like, sad. Oh man! And like, what other traps had they set around the island? I'm very curious. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. So at one point, the chain comes loose, and this is where the Rock has to use his muscles to yes. pull the helicopter out yes. of the sky, akin to Captain America grabbing the helicopter in Captain America: Civil War. The Rock just snatches this chain. Yeah, which yanks yeah. this helicopter back and puts it back on the spindle. Further proof that he is a superhero. I yes. would say also akin to him holding up a bridge with his muscles in skyscraper. <laughs> he is just mighty. incredible feats. Yeah, it's just amazing. Oh man. Um Yeah, so I mean they they all crash off the side of this cliff, but they're all okay, don't worry. And now it is cloudy and stormy. <laughs> Which means it's boss battle time. Yes, it does. Yeah, so they they punch each other for a while, and it's clear that uh, if it's just separately Hobbs and Shaw against Brixton, they're not going to win. They have to combine and fight together. As Hobbs and Shaw. Exactly. What a lesson we've learned. Um... <laughs> It's a growing moment, and just in the nick of time, uh, the virus is extracted from Hattie, and she, like, beats up some random dude. And uh, Hobbs and Shaw punch Brixton so hard that he is defeated. Which sounds like an exaggeration. That is literally what happens. I think one of them, like, drop kicks him midair or something. Like, they get pretty theatrical with The Rock headbutts him? Yeah. It's like these slow-mo scenes of just, like, craziness. Yeah. Yeah, this was absurd. Um, but he's, like, defeated for some reason. Though whatever, like, computer voice, like, powers down Brixton, which is apparently a thing you can do, and he goes falling into the sea. But we don't know if he's dead or not, I think. Dun, dun, dun. I would love for Idris Elba to come back. Every movie will be improved with more Idris Elba. Including cats, DJ? Wow, I did not expect you to go there. Yes, I okay. do think the movie will be better because of his presence. 
Okay, okay, good. I just had to clarify that. I am very excited for a Cats discussion Christmas of 2019. Is it still Christmas 2019? They're still going ahead with that? They're not going to Sonic the Hedgehog this one? I do not think so. I think think there would be much more work involved to undo undo what has already been done. Well, that's why they uh, delayed Sonic so far. Anyways, um, yeah. Yeah, the movie's over. Oh well, we get a a uh, small post credit scene. Well, not really post credit because this scene. is a superhero movie. We have to have post credit scenes. Very true. Very true. I am campaigning, oh, DJ. We we do our top ten superhero movies list. I think this should be included in the superhero category. I I'm throwing wholeheartedly agree. Okay, okay. I wanted to settle that here because I think. By if we put in count, Skyscraper last year, then we yes. had to put in this. <laughs> yes, and by my count, like, I have nine other superhero movies that I could see, which all make a little more sense in the superhero category. This is my one little bit of stretch, but... I don't know if, if it is, If they're gonna though. say Black Superman in the movie, <laughs> then I think it gets to be called a superhero movie. Yes, I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah... Did any of these post credit scenes like do much for you other than a little laugh? A little no, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, they're they're funny. Um, okay, I was expecting like a Ryan Reynolds like Deadpool bit. I was scared they were going to do something weird, like try and make it so Deadpool was in the Fast and Furious universe, and I was like, well, that can't happen, because now Disney owns Deadpool. I know, you start thinking like, okay, what studio is producing yeah. this movie? I didn't like having to even consider any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but these were a fun laugh. They didn't have to make me think about, ooh, what's going on next? Because not every after-credit cameo has to do that. It can just be lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Okay, well, that's Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, I feel like we've exhausted it pretty well. Aaron, I think we talked about that much longer than we thought we were going to. (laughs) I think so, too. I think the ridiculous movies kind of bring it out of us. Sometimes. Uh, Sometimes. It has to be the right kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you got anything else you want to hit? Uh, I don't know. This movie's fun. It's I probably won't remember half of it in like three days. But I walked out of the theater having a smile on my face and I think that's something. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, this will factor in quite critically to our summer movie wager uh, end-of-the-year results. I don't know if we know quite enough yet after just the first weekend to know where it's going to place. Um, but this is really, like, the last legitimate contender. No offense to uh, Dora in the Lost City of Gold, DJ. Uh, some slight offense taken. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, so things are still somewhat up in there. We'll kind of see where things land, because... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Hobbs and Shaw plays out, because it opened about $60 million, which is lower than the rest of the Fast and Furiouses, um, for the most part. But, I mean, coming up this weekend looks like a bunch of a bunch of stuff, and I don't really know if it's going to have <laughs> yeah. any direct competition. <laughs> I agree. A bunch of stuff is... A, there's, like, a bunch of wide releases, and... Yeah, None do you want to talk about some out. of them? And if yeah, we let's, will I was going to say, let's let's get into what we're going to do for the next like month. Because okay. I don't know what we're going to do for the next month. So we've we've thrown out our uh, Star Wars rewatch idea. 
I think that'll probably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some other ideas of some fun things we could kind of do in between, but I don't know if there's any of these actual movies that are just really grabbing me. So next weekend, we've got The Art of Racing in the Rain, which is Who a dog movie. Who keeps greenlighting these dang dog movies? They make money, DJ. I was looking what? the other day. They make money. Do yes, they, they do. They do very well overseas. Yes, they are making money. And they're not, like, super high budget. So, yeah, these are making money. That's why we keep seeing a dog's journey, a dog's purpose, a dog's bone. Well, now I, <laughs> um, I want to know how much money. Okay, a dog's purpose. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you do this. Um, yeah, because Brian... now you got me here. What? $205 million worldwide? Yep. You on a budget of I 22? I told That's you incredible. They, make, they make money, DJ. So we are going to see more dog movies. Um, Aaron, that's incredible. <laughs> I know. I wasn't lying, DJ. Oh, hold on. Nope. A Dog's Journey that came out earlier this year has only grossed $67 million. <laughs> On a budget of what? Uh, it does not say. But that is a significant step down from A Dog's Purpose, which came out two years ago. It is, it is, but still. So I think they are not... It had a budget of... Oh, wait, no, that's not right. Okay, no one cares about this. We've lost everyone at this point. We have. (laughs) Um, Okay, other movies coming out next week. There's a movie called Brian Banks, which is about a footballer who's, like, wrongly imprisoned. Don't care. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do you care? About Brian Banks? I, you don't care. You don't care. Don't. You feel like maybe you should say that you do just to like have that out there, but you don't. You know me too um, well. <laughs> Dora and the Lost City of Gold. The only reason you care is that you put it on your list and now you kind of regret it. Yeah, me and my hubris. I was <laughs> so confident in my list. I was just like, ah, I'll put this on there. It'll be fun. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's a chance, DJ. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is the widest release of any of these next week um, that is true we've got the kitchen which of any of these is maybe the one that i'm kind of interested in man this trailer just gives me nothing i and know i just if it, the trailer bores me i just get bored with it I i'm think, like okay there's these yeah. three women and they're doing stuff in hell's kitchen i don't know like i do want to support actresses who are doing something that's not within their usual niche like most McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish are traditionally seen as comedians, so I think it is great that they're branching out and doing something more dramatic, but this movie, I just, nothing looks interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a bit of a snooze, but I'm going to keep an eye on it and see what, this is probably one where I'll see what critics say. And Same, which I hate doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, that's a hard is, pass. Yeah, I think that title alone... Not for us. Um, there's also the Peanut Butter Falcon next week, which is a limited release, but at some point it'll come out. I'm yeah, probably kind of curious. I'm curious, but when it's just limited, that probably means it's only going to come out in like two theaters and then slowly expand. So yeah, yeah, it'll be around us eventually, but probably um, not this weekend. Okay, let's do the week after that too. We've got 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, a shark movie sequel. Have Did you see the first seven meters? No, 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 I haven't. Um, yeah, we'll be seeing this one. 
Uh, we've got Blinded by the Light, which is the Bruce Springsteen movie, because, like, every classic artist is getting their own, like, themed movie now. Fat and dog movies, apparently, are the thing to go with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I This one interests me less than yesterday, and I didn't see yesterday yet. Ooh, so same. I probably won't see this one at all. Yeah. Uh, also, like I have no connection to Bruce Springsteen at all. Same, but <laughs> even cool. less than my like middling connection with like Queen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, we've also got Good Boys, which Roland put on his list for some reason. Uh. Um, it looks like it could be okay. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I feel like it could go either. I, I don't know. It looks entertaining, at least. Yeah. This could be one that, like, you could see just to, like, have something to see. <laughs> because there are ten releases coming out within two weekends, and that's and we don't, yeah, the default we don't really at this point. Other. Yeah, there's also Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is based on a book. Does not look very interesting, but is also directed by Richard Linklater, which is like... What? Yes. Which, he is, like, one of the best directors of his generation. Um, and I'm not really sure no, what he's doing with this movie. This movie was supposed to come out a lot earlier, and they pushed it back to August because that is a dump month. This is not going to go well. Yeah, and I already saw something that was like, oh, they already changed it so much from the book. And I was like, and you can tell that from the trailer? And I don't know. There's just not good signs for this yeah. one. Yeah, not for me. Okay. Um, Should we do... Oh, also Angry Birds 2 apparently comes out on the Wednesday of this week. We'll go ahead and move past that one. Did Let's you see do the one... first one? Nope. Let's go ahead and do another week. We've got Angel Has Fallen. The Have you seen any of these as fallen Olympus movies? Olympus Has Fallen. I think I saw the one that was uh, not Olympus Has Fallen, like White House Down. That was like the same thing. Is that the one with That's the Jamie one with Fox? Jamie Tatum and Jamie Foxx. That's the one I've seen. Okay. I saw that one. I did not see Olympus Has Fallen. I haven't or, either. Or whatever the sequel to that was, and now this third movie. Oh. <sighs> There was Olympus um, Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, and now Angel, Angel Has, has fallen. fallen. Yeah, yeah. These are not my movies. Um, yeah, I don't really want to get into why. Uh, there's also something called Overcomer. Don't know what that is. No idea. Um, and there's a movie called Redder, Ready or Not, which just says horror thriller. Now, Ready so, or Not, I am excited for. I oh, saw the trailer... Oh. I think that it can be... I think it has the potential to be pretty interesting. Okay. Was not yeah. expecting that. I, I think horror thriller is a misnomer uh, from Box Office Mojo. I, I saw the trailer and it looks like it has some very comedic elements. I think it's going to be kind of a mix between something random, kind of like Bad Times, and then something well done that's comedic, similar to like Game Night. I think it's going to be kind of a blend of those. Hmm. I don't know. Out of... The ones we've read, I think this is the one that I have definitely kept my eye on the most. Okay, I still haven't seen the trailer for it, so I should probably do that. Yeah, it, it seems more intriguing by far than the rest of these. Okay. Hmm. Maybe there is some hope for a movie in August. Yes. 
So um, what does that give us? Like one and a half movies? The half movie being good. Yeah, movies? <laughs> I mean we're basically we're basically into September now, which is when it chapter two comes out, and we are begrudgingly, I think, signing up to watch that. Yeah. Um yeah, so in between then, we've got maybe one episode of movies in theaters that we will have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the rest we're going to get a little creative, maybe. Yeah, we're just... Man, August is always like this, though, isn't it? August stinks. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so, but then we'll pick back up in September with some decent movies, and then it'll go into Oscar season. Yeah, we we will not be, I don't know, depressed by the dump months, as they're called. Yeah, let's uh, just hope that one of these movies is good. One movie hope. in August should be good. I've got some hope. Cool. That's all we need. Uh, and we might be reviewing A New Hope, so there's that also. Yeah, for what what names did you bust out last time? Uh, were you talking about mainly Metaclorians? Yes. Or mainly Met- Mandalorians? Yes. Though, I feel like if we... Mainly Millennium Falcon? <sighs> that one, that one's a little clunky. You could do mainly Mustafar. Oh, wow. You have, are busting out a lot of Star Wars M names. I'm impressed. Do mainly Maul? Oh, but it won't mainly be about Maul, but yeah, I I got you. <laughs> uh, it could mainly be about Maul. <laughs> uh, yeah, mainly Mace Windu. We've got options, I, DJ. You're having too much fun with this. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of fun with this. Okay, yeah, that's probably what's going to be our next, our next sort of series, right? Because, yeah, I don't think we're seeing anything that's coming out next weekend. Yeah, I think I think we'll do some of them now. I don't know if we'll do all eight back to back. I almost oh. wonder if we should do like the original trilogy in August in August. And then if more movies come out, we can kind of take a break and then do the prequels. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If we do Yeah, yeah. I think that'll work. Cool. Sweet. Well, that is a very long explanation of our half-baked plan for the next month or so um again it's not our fault these movies yeah it's the movies fault yeah yeah um yeah so if you have any feedback if you want to talk hobbs and shaw we would love to you can email us at mainlymoviespod at gmail.com you can leave us a review on itunes where five stars is always the best number of stars yeah, and we will be back at some point with something. Else.